Hello and welcome. You are listening to Resiliency, a podcast that takes an inside look at enhancing the vitality and resilience of field workers. From experts in member care to frontline field workers, our guests will bring you their experience, their lessons learned, and always something practical you can take away and use to increase your resiliency in cross-cultural life and ministry. Co-hosts Silas West and Steve Finley are just one part of an ever-growing and strengthening net of member care in the Antioch movement. They want to see Matthew 24, 14 happen and do everything they can to help field workers have the kind of resilience that enables them to make it for the long haul. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us today. We have a great interview to share with you with my friends Kara and Mache Contreras. My relationship with them goes back to my days of ministry with Word Made Flesh, and though we attended at different times and didn't know each other then, Kara and I were both students at the same boarding school in Kenya, Africa. Kara and Mache met when Kara went to Bolivia as a single woman serving women who are victims of sex trafficking. They fell in love and married and now have two daughters. Kara still works with helping women become free from the bonds of human trafficking, and Mache works as a pastor in their local church. Sadly, during the editing of this episode, due to a technical issue that I still can't figure out, I lost the first 11 minutes of this interview. Actually, it was there, but the audio was completely blank. They had introduced themselves, told an amazing story about how God had affirmed their marriage. Sometime after they got married, they were spending time with Mache's parents, and his mother told them that when she and Mache's father decided to have children, they found a book on raising kids as a resource on how to be parents. When Mache looked at the book, he discovered it was a Spanish translation of a book that Kara's grandfather had written many years ago. They both saw that as an affirmation from God that they were meant for each other. Kara also shared a distinction that their marriage is not cross-cultural, it's bicultural. And in the sharing and embracing of their two cultures, she finds resiliency. Bolivia is not just her country of service, it's her home with familial, familial roots and even built-in babysitters. We pick up on the interview as Mache shares his perspective on their bicultural marriage. Yeah, and just b- building uh, on what Kira had just uh, said before, um, I think one of the things that has helped resiliency in our ministries is you know, our bicultural marriage, because we have made the decision to embrace each other's culture. So in that sense the American culture will always be part of my life uh, mm. and the Bolivian culture will always be part of Kara's life. So I think that that played a big role in, in the stain uh, right where we are. And, and also in, in spite of the difficult times or in the middle of the difficult times where we may have felt like we wanted to quit or we were ready to move uh, somewhere else or do something else, what kept us here was um, the sense of a strong sense of God's the God, uh, God's calling in our lives. We the, the times that we felt like we wanted to quit, we didn't feel a strong calling from God anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So we just uh, so we just stayed basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there were even times when both of us in our separate ministries begged God for a new calling mm-hmm. and. Were would have been thrilled with what may have been at the time an easy out, and instead, I, I think we we felt God saying, "I still have you here," and so I think just um, knowing that as soon as God calls us somewhere else, we will be happy to go, but we need that new calling before we would leave this one. 
Yeah, and, and I think a, a, an important uh, element, a key element here is, is prayer, right? Because I was share, I was sharing with Kara in, uh, about my about my personal reaction to trying times, and it hasn't always been a healthy response to trying times. Um, I've I've had really unhealthy times in my life where I wanted to quit, and I. I basically uh, switched off like my heart maybe and and just became this this almost robot doing things out of routine right and and uh, what can rescue rescue you from from there is is prayer right because that's not true resiliency if you're just if you're just mechanically doing things like a robot out of routine um, that's not true resiliency but but prayer is the thing that kind of gets you out of there and carries you through the trying times um, while you discern God's calling in your life without uh, quitting, right? Can't help but ask you, Mache, talk to us a little bit about your prayer life. Yeah, uh, I think um, maybe like everyone else, it's it's been like, you know, like a roller coaster, um, especially the last year, 2020, was a very difficult time in that sense. I am an introvert uh, and I need uh, and, and so and that's 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 become an, being alone has become an integral part of my spiritual life. As often as I can, I, I try to retreat to uh to uh, uh, a mountain really close to our house and just you know have uh prayer times there and my devotions there and all that and and I need to be intentional in uh retreating and having alone prayer times with God and just listening to God uh focusing maybe on a piece of scripture and just try to listen to what God is saying 2020 of course we've spent all of the year at the house so it's been really difficult and trying but um, yeah, if 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 I don't uh, personally, if I if I don't do the extra work of being intentional and finding times alone, um, uh, I, I'm going to start drying up really quickly. Mm. So glad I asked that. I just saw Jesus in you. Jesus withdrew to the mountain, to the wilderness, to a to a quiet, lonely place, and there he prayed. Very inspired just to hear you sharing uh, as a Bolivian, Mache, because I mean. I think I might have met one Bolivian in my life prior to meeting you. And I mean, I just love to see Jesus manifested right here as we talk to you and, and the intimacy that you're sharing about Christ. What We've already heard a couple, but what other decisions did you guys make early on maybe in your relationship that kind of set the foundation for resiliency or even prior to marriage? But what decisions have you all made that have just set the foundations for resiliency? Well, I think... Uh... Like I was sharing before, I think the one of the main decisions is to the decision to embrace each other's culture uh, in a cross cultural marriage, right? Um, even if we decided to move uh, to a different country or to move to the states, uh, Bolivia will always be a part of Kara, and as we live here in Bolivia, the United States will always be a part of me. Um, so, so I think that's that, that that that's one of the main decisions that to to embrace each other's culture and make it a part of our lives, uh, no matter what. Right. I think, I think too, um, focusing on our marriage first and our family mm -hmm. first, focusing on, on, on having times alone and being really intentional, especially since we're involved in two separate ministries that are both, um, you know, one church ministry and one parachurch ministry, making sure that we are still finding time for each other and finding time for our, our kids. 
we're very blessed to have a little bit of flexibility in our leadership in terms of days off that we can take together or um, ways that we can adjust our schedule so that at least one of us is with the kids most of the time. Uh, as being in two different ministries, I think it would be very easy to just um, dive into those and use those as consolations if things are getting hard at home. And kind of live separately, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I, I feel very blessed that um, Mache is, and hopefully me too, <laughs> uh, are both very intentional about trying to make sure that 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 things are right first here and and then we can hopefully be able to feed into others as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, good word. Yes. Now, I also heard and I kind of implied that not allowing the differences that you both have culturally to become the excuse to, oh, things aren't going well here. Let's just focus on the work. Yeah, I've done informal surveys of other cross-cultural couples. I, we have a lot of those in our circle and, and I, I have this theory that usually personality differences trump cross-cultural differences these days. We live in such a global society that I think yeah. our our clashes are far more in the introvert extrovert yeah. difference or the or or any other personality differences that can come across the less conflict-driven and the maybe more conflict-driven um, rather mm-hmm. than the the Bolivian mm-hmm. American cultural difference. I mean, we both watch the same. TV programs as a kid and played with the same toys. And it's, we, we find far more differences in just being different human beings <laughs> than yeah. in uh, being from different countries and having different passports. Yeah. And, and we understand that that might not be true for all cross-cultural marriages, right? That there might be bigger gaps between, uh, you know, more traditional cultures or even inside Bolivia. Uh, my, my family culture was not a very traditional Bolivian uh, family and uh, and my parents both both uh, had uh, overseas exposure. Uh, they both studied um, overseas. So so I think that 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 helped. And yeah and yeah, like Kara said, most of our differences are personality rather than uh, cultural. Well, Kara, uh, this will be a question more specific to you, but of course, Mache, feel free to to chime in. But um, in some of the emails back and forth, when we were talking about questions that we were going to focus on. You mentioned how your personal resiliency has been amplified paradoxically through passing off the work of the ministry to others. And uh, I really love that idea. And uh, it does sound kind of paradoxical because it's like working yourself out of a job in in a sense. Uh, So talk to us a little bit about that, that concept and that idea. Yeah. So since I've been in Bolivia, I've switched roles at least four or five times. Um, The role that I came here to do, I, I, finished up and, and passed off within the first two years. And, and then each, each time there's been a role that I've, I've jumped into, I, at, at some point, someone else took that mantle up. I, I don't think it's, it's necessarily the idea of replicating yourself because I think it would be very dangerous as a, a white American to come in and try to replicate myself. But what I, what gives me deep joy is that uh, if there's a ministry role that someone else, especially a Bolivian, can come in and add something more to by by what they have to give, and maybe I've contributed a little bit of structure or of knowledge to that role, then 
every single time that that's happened, they do it far better than I have. (laughs) And I love the joy that I get out of seeing not just that role continue, but flourish way, way more than it was flourishing under my custody. It keeps me going. And, And hopefully the idea is that by doing that, the community that I'm a part of becomes stronger. And that same community is who sustains me during hard times or while transitioning into the next role. And so uh, I would be very worried, as Mache mentioned, if I was stuck in a routine where the role defined my purpose and my calling. Um, and instead, by passing off these roles and, and, and building a stronger and stronger community together, uh, I get to be excited and my community is excited for me when when God brings in new responsibilities or new um, focuses, foci, focuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in doing that, we, we hopefully build the energy to continue and grow the kingdom together. So uh, for, for someone who has also done, that's seen some of that kind of thing happen. One of the things I know personally that was hard is watching, um, watching, is something that you built, something that might be, in a sense, your baby, uh, be done maybe differently. And so that sense of trying to, uh, of holding back to the grasping of control, I know there's a lot of pride wrapped up in that. Uh, tell us a little bit about maybe some of those, str- the, the struggle side of, of that same thing. <laughs> well, it's never, it's never easy, uh, especially when you've set up I think especially structures that you feel work really well. And then someone maybe not yeah. just dismantles the way you would do something, but the structures that you've built as well. Uh, of course, it can be frustrating. I think, I, I think maybe looking past to how they're doing the role contributes to the kingdom and contributes to relationships um, get, can help. Can talk at all about Pablo and, and how he, he, you've seen that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, our church was um, was started by an American missionary. So we've seen uh, that process through the years. You know, I, I so the church where I, that I pastor right now is the, the church that I've attended to all my Christian life, basically. So as a kid going there for the first time, uh, you know, we had this American pastor and as a as a teenager, I was able to see the transition to a to a Bolivian pastor, and and you know eventually now as an adult being part of the of the pastoral team of the church too. So yeah, uh, it's it's really neat to see that that transition. And and you know the the American missionary that started our church is still part of the elder board of our church, um, but the leadership's being passed on completely to the. Uh, Bolivian head pastor of the church. So it's really neat to see that happen. Uh, Mate, so typically we are North Americans, interviewers, interviewing North Americans who work in different parts of the world. So just about cross-cultural ministry, et cetera. So it can be really easy just to ask questions and to kind of go into these interviews with a lot of assumptions. So as you've watched people come and go from, from your own home country, what would you say makes for a resilient cross-cultural worker that maybe we don't see? Yeah. Um, so we talked a little bit about our cross-cultural marriage, right? But 
not everyone's going to marry someone in the field, right? Though I would highly <laughs> recommend it. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, from the uh, cross-culture workers that I've met through, through, through my life at our, at our church, um, the ones that, that's, that, that have stayed, I think, are the ones that um, invested deeply in, um, in relationships with the culture. Um, whether it is, uh, you know, a, a couple that, a couple that comes here as missionaries and choose to put their kids in a local Spanish speaking school and, and, um, or whether it is, uh, single missionaries that invest deeply in friendship and, um, and relationships with Bolivians and not just with other cross-cultural workers. And also, uh, the people that have a ministry style that that doesn't say I am here to teach you uh, Bolivians uh, as an American or as a foreigner, but I'm here to do ministry with you and to learn from you. Um, I think those th those are the kind of cross cultural workers that have uh, developed resiliency and stayed uh, in Bolivia over the years. This I'm is, glad I asked you that question. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad we're doing this interview with you guys because, uh, yeah, uh, my, we didn't even talk about it before the interview, but but Susan and I lived uh, cross-culturally for 19 years. And, I mean, just hearing you guys talking about life in Bolivia once again makes me say, oh, the nations, you know, want to be there, want to be meeting Bolivians right now, want to be experiencing your culture um, so we just we are so blessed to have this conversation with you guys and um, just wondering as we as we've invited you to talk about resiliency and thank you for bringing this aspect of a cross-cultural marriage and how you guys have experienced uh, um, building and growing in resiliency in your marriage and in your ministry. What's what's one big takeaway that you guys would say on this subject of just just that stick to that flexibility, that elasticity, that resiliency is all about. What's one big takeaway that you guys would want to leave with our listeners today in that arena of um, building resiliency? Well, I think, um, I think I would uh, go back to what I just said uh, about investing in relationships, basically. You should talk about what you were talking about, um, like in ministry as a team. Yeah. Um, so I was mentioning investing in relationships, uh, but also, uh, of course, with the with the people from the culture that you're working in, uh, but also investing in your community uh, that you do ministry with. You know, in your team, um, uh, you might you might. I mean, all of us end up uh, doing ministry with people that. Uh, maybe we don't really align personality-wise, or uh, and and uh, with different backgrounds, and and you know it's the beauty of the body of Christ, right? <laughs> People from different backgrounds and, um, and cultures serving together, uh, but you need to make a conscious decision and an intentional decision of uh, investing in your community, in investing in the community that you're uh, working with, and investing also further outside in relationships with uh, with the people from the culture that you're serving um, that you're serving uh, in so I think uh, to me that would be a very important uh, lesson yeah to come across I, I think for me personally resiliency has a lot to do with 
with making life fun in a different culture. And I, I think the number one thing is being able to laugh at yourself and making sure you have a sense of humor about every ridiculous thing that you do and every ridiculous situation you end up with and all your language mistakes and everything that that has, that they'll be good stories. <laughs> I, I also think just, um, finding what gives you life in the, in, in the culture that you're at. And, and I don't think it's wrong to, to find some focuses that, that really make it fun for you, whether, you know, it's, it's the sport you like. Luckily, uh, I love rock climbing and there's a ton of rock climbing around La Paz. So that just happened to fit and, and just give me a ton of life through the years there. Um, or the food that you like um, in and amongst all the new foods. Um, and whatever whatever you can find that makes it really fun for you to serve God where you are. Uh, I think mm-hmm. you should just enjoy and grab onto. We love for our guests to uh, just pray a prayer of blessing and really just impartation of your heart. Uh, the heart of Jesus in you over our listeners. And Mache, I wonder if you might just pray in Spanish today, pray that blessing over our yeah. listeners in Spanish. Yeah, of course. Um, let's, let's pray. Papa Amado, gracias por, por hoy. Gracias por este tiempo de, de poder conversar acerca de, de resiliencia, llamado, ministerio, Señor, temas tan tan importantes y tan, tan difíciles para todos los que estamos en ministerio, Señor. Te, te ruego que tú fortalezcas y, y bendigas y guíes a todas las personas que van a escuchar esta entrevista, que tú les ayudes a discernir tu voz y tu llamado en sus vidas, que tú puedas ayudarnos a todos a fortalecer relaciones profundas e invertir en relaciones profundas con nuestra comunidad en el ministerio y con las personas en medio de las cuales trabajamos en, en los diferentes lugares donde tú nos has enviado, Señor. Te, te ruego por tu bendición en la vida de cada, cada persona que está ahora lidiando con estos temas de, de ministerio eh, en diferentes culturas, Señor. Guíanos, eh, bendícenos, fortalecenos en el nombre de tu Hijo Jesús. Amén. 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 Thanks, you guys, so much for being a part of this with us today. Yes. Well, listeners, thanks again for tuning in. That does it for this episode of Resiliency. You can follow us on Instagram at Resiliency Podcast. And so for now, I'm Silas West, and thank you for listening to Resiliency. Resiliency.